again what she was saying from the stage because I couldn't even hear her. And um, as she comes now, would you share that again? Well, the Lord just ministered to me while I was standing there that there's a right soil for every seed. You know, um, like you can take some seed and plant it some places and it's not going to grow there. You know, you have to have right soil. Like, you know, like human babies. That seed can only be sown in one place where it will actually grow, right? So there's right seed, there's right soil for every seed. And uh, so our life is a seed. Our money is a seed. I'll say that in this group, right? And so it's all dependent on where you're sowing it. So when I was in there, you know, part of today, what God wanted to get across to people is there's freedom available, right? And even Pastor used that verse about... Um, he said, your, your dominion is forever. So it means God's reign is forever, right? To all generations. Your dominion is to all generations. So he can reign through all generations. However, if we don't bring ourselves under that reign, that's a true statement. But if he isn't your, if, he, if you're not under his dominion, then it won't work for you. So it's up to us to bring ourselves underneath that dominion and all of our generations, now, we can claim that by faith, you know, that our kids are going to serve God all the days of their life. And we can put our faith on that. And we can speak that over that because that's sowing seed. Your words are seed, right? And so everything you say about your business is seed, right? So even when Pastor and, and uh, Ashley was talking about the high priest, I'm just going to be all over for a little bit. Is that okay? I'm not going to go line upon line right now. I'm just going to exhort. So even when Ashley was talking about Jesus being your high priest, and then Pastor said, over your confession, so what are you offering him? Because a high priest takes your offerings, right? Your sacrifices. Is it unblemished? Is your confession unblemished? Or are you saying, you know, like the verse, I think it's in James, that out of your mouth flows blessing and cursing. It's not supposed to be that way. You know what I mean? So we're supposed to be giving him sacrifices, offerings that are unblemished, and then he can do something with it. Your words are those seeds. Your praise is that seed. So today, in there, freedom was available for people. And the anointing comes to break spiritual yokes. However, your flesh is you. So if there were people in there today, and I hope it was none of you in this room, but if it is, I just want to minister. Flesh, God, you have to do something about. Jesus ain't going to do anything about that. You have to do something about your flesh. And so that's what God, God was saying. You can't cast out flesh. To me was that, yeah, you can't cast out flesh. Exactly. So there are some times where you have to break it like the woman who came with the alabaster bottle to Jesus she broke that earthen vessel and she poured it all out on him and Jesus said of her this will be spoken of about her forever this is a memorial for her forever written down for ages for the ages forever so those today that entered in that they decided to just break out they were going to break out of their flesh I know me and Miss Karen were talking about that sometimes you know she came in that room with all those hypocrites all those Pharisees, and she didn't care one thing about what they would say about her. You know, there's never, and I, I mean, my desire is that any, every, every church would be so spiritual that nobody would ever talk about anyone. However, you can't cast out flesh. You can't cast out flesh. So if that doesn't ever happen, that still should not, you, what you, how you respond should not be dependent on what people will say. Jesus was perfect and they talked about him. He was perfect, then they said he had a demon. 
So it doesn't matter about how perfect you are or, or the church or how perfect the church people are. If you're going to let that hold you back from breaking your alabaster fl flask, then you won't pour forth. And then it won't be written in the books as a memorial to you. And so there is some liberty that happens because you decide to break it. And so that's what the Lord was ministering at the end of the service is that, you know, there are things that God will break, but there are also times where we have to give him our everything. And we have to break out of our shell, our earthen vessel, and be willing to pour it all out for the master. And so that's the same as we, today, as we, I mean, as we hear even testimonies about our business. I think that's why it's called a sacrifice of praise. Yeah. We bring, we bring a sacrifice of praise. I mean, who really feels like, you know, Sometimes, dancing yeah. around? And usually we're, if you're, if, we, if you're led by your emotions all the time, it's according to how you feel, which is society of today. You know, it used to be people used to say, well, I think that. And now it's like, well, I feel. And so it moved from, uh, you know, uh, cognitive thinking to emotional uh, feeling or thinking through emotional feeling. And... Uh, Emotions aren't bad. I'm just saying uh, that we're to be led of the Spirit. And so they worship Him in spirit and truth. So sometimes it takes a sacrifice by faith. By faith. A sacrifice of praise. If we worship Him in spirit, that means it's of faith and not of flesh. So even as we were singing, I am free to run, I am free to dance, I am free to live for you, regardless of whether or not you felt like that, Saying those words is faith. Responding and running or dancing is your faith to those words. And that pleases the Father. It says, the Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. So it's not about how you feel. It's about your faith. And so even as we talk today about, you know, your, your business or business or finance or whatever, you know, there are kingdom principles we put into play by faith. We don't do it because we think of it. We don't do it because we feel like doing it. We do it out of faith that it's a principle of the kingdom and it's going to work. It's going to work in our life, in our marriage, in our home, in our bodies, and in our business. So that's why, like, we're asking you moving forward to come to these meetings by faith. Yeah, right. We're going to uh, lay hands on everybody today for, the, for 2024, for advancing. There are some that won't that will miss out on that, uh, you know, and... It's like coming to church. If you don't come expecting, you may miss what God has for you. Or if you come distracted, which is the number one thing Dr. Savelle is telling us to be aware of, is to not become distracted. So if you look, oh, the speaker, you know, they're, they're, they're um, you know, like Chris Goodman. He, he's talking about credit and finance. Well, that doesn't really apply to my business. His success doesn't apply to your business? The, the principles he knows about the kingdom doesn't... You see what I'm saying? You have to come in faith that you're going to receive. And, and I, I don't really want today just to set some ground rules for testimony time. Like, we're talking about the principles that have worked for you in business. We're not talking about necessarily uh, your business in promoting that. Because, because God can use any vehicle. But the principles remain the same and they're yes, eternal principles. Amen. So whether I have a, a, a food business, a finance business, a realty business, a um, on and on and on. There, there's all kinds of different ways 
that God can bless us. And so uh, I encourage you moving forward, come by faith, which means that whoever is speaking and whatever their bio, we put the bio in there so that people can understand uh, someone's background. So that it's, it's a way to know them on paper, so to speak. Um, but not so people could size them up and say, well, that didn't apply to me or whatever. It's, it, it, that would be like, um, you know, having a guest speaker at the church and then, you know, because it wasn't a certain person. So that, so that, that's being faith. a respecter of, of people. Yes. So I'm, I'm not, I'm exhorting you, not correcting you. Um, because, I'll correct you. <laughs> if, 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 if the Lord impresses Eric to have a speaker in here, then is that Eric or is that God? And does he not know what you have need of? So you put your faith in God that he's instructing us to lead this group. You put your faith in pastor who put us in position that pastor hears from God to put us here that we can hear from God to bring in who you need. And he, I promise you, if you come in expectation, you will hear something for your business. Why? Because God is faithful. He is faithful to you. And you can put faith in the fact that he's faithful. Amen. Okay, we have a, a, a video this morning of Dr. Savell, And uh, I, I've been traveling with him. We were out most of October uh, and November. And uh, in Toronto, Canada, he... Uh, shared the same thing that he had shared here at the church where he had all the business people. He's done it several times where he's had all the business people stand. And he says, I declare over you, you will now be called ministers of finance. I don't know if y'all remember that, but we're going to play this video and talk about that. is in your future. Amen. Businessman and woman, please stand right now. If you are businessman and woman, or woman, stand to your feet. The Lord instructed me to say this to you. That increase is in your future. Greater business is in your future. New clients are in your future. God is going to take what you are doing and he's going to take it to another level. And he said, decree over them right now that from this day forth, they are ministers of finance. Ministers of finance. Even though most of you are not in the five-fold ministry, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. But there is a ministry of finance. And that is vitally important to fulfilling what God has called every ministry on this planet to accomplish. We can't do it without ministers of finance. So I call you, I decree over you, ministers of finance. You're going to increase business-wise so that every need in your business and in your family is met and more than enough left over so that you can be a vital part of the vision of your church. 
Most of you will call Heritage of Faith your home. This is where you belong. This is where God has planted you. And you're going to be instrumental in helping us fulfill this vision. Because as of right now, you are now ministers of finance. Give the Lord a good shout of praise. Amen. Come on, Pastor. Hallelujah. So I want to, um, he said we will increase in three things. It was what? What did he say? I said increase. Greater business. Increase in business. Increase in finances. Did he say that? Increase in clients. I heard him say that. What? Play it again. Play it again. You'll increase in three things. Let's just get to that part there. Hey, businessman and woman, please stand right now. If you are. Let's write these down. Woman, Put them in your phone. Woman, stand to your feet. The Lord's instructed me to say this to you that increase is in your future. Increase Greater in your business future. is in your future. New clients are in your future. God is going to take what you are doing and he's going to take it to another level. And he said, decree over them right now that from this day forth, they are ministers of finance. Okay. Do we get that now? Somebody say it back to me. Greater business, increase, greater business, in increase in new clients. Those are three. Increase, greater business, new clients. Increase, greater business, and new clients. And I'll add to that that um, the, the business, the, the increase doesn't have to be the way you think it needs to be. Uh, we just had our best year ever in business. For, uh, for the fourth year in a row, uh, since we moved down here and my business is over a thousand miles away. Since we moved down here and are not as involved. That's God. Only God can do that. You know what I mean? In faith, we moved down here. We are less involved than we've ever been in our business. And he's increased it for the fourth year in a row. See what obedience will do? That's a kingdom principle. That's a kingdom principle. And uh, I was just, I kept saying, wow, this is amazing. Wow, this is amazing. <laughs> People came to me. New clients. New clients. Increase in, I'm talking about like, when I, not just that we had our best year ever. It was, it was how God did it with fewer doing more. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't need... All, all the jobs, you just need the most profitable ones. And that's what happened. I'm, I'm talking about like record sales in the history of, of me doing this, 20, uh, going in my 27th year, record sales. Amazing. Wow. And that's what, but we kept confessing out of our mouth the maximum. This is the year of the maximum. This is the year of the maximum. And just believe in God, expecting God. So when our apostle prophet gets up and says, uh, I decree to you that you are now ministers of finance, you receive that and you will uh, increase, you will have new business, you will have new clients.
okay? Greater business and new clients. So turn to somebody and say, Minister of Finance. And then tell them you're going to increase. You're going to have greater business. You're going to have new clients. Going to have new clients. The most profitable clients. Amen. And that's what we got to receive. We got to receive. That's the word from the Lord. So every day you should decree this. You should decree this over your life. This isn't you. Uh, putting something on yourself. This is uh, a word from the Lord, okay, through uh, apostle prophet to his people, to God's people. Because God's got to use somebody as a mouthpiece, right? So receive that today. You look in the mirror in the morning, I'm a minister of finance. I'm a minister of finance. Now, um, the, the term, the word minister simply just means aid, someone who aids. And uh, so you are someone that aids in, in finances. And so when you take on that mantle from the Lord, there's anointing that comes with that. Let me try this out over here. Because I need help with what I... I can't physically be a thousand miles uh, away in an hour. Well, I guess I could be there in two hours if I hop a plane, but you understand what I'm saying? There's only one of you to go around, and so you need help. And that's, that's what the anointing does, and, 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 um, and heaven's backing you on this. You understand? This is big. So that means with this ministry position, God doesn't... God doesn't put people in place without the grace and the anointing for them to to fulfill what he's called them to do. So there's grace and there's anointing to do what God has called you to do, to fulfill it. And if if your heart is right in this, and how that would be is what I'm going to show you is where your heart needs to be in this and how you need to view this. And I'm going I'm to begin with Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 16. He's talking about how God had led the Israelites. He said, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to do good in the end. Then you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. This is a warning to you. This is a warning to you as you take on the the mantle of being a minister of finance, as you take on the grace and the anointing that comes with that mantle, a warning to you is to not say when You're saying, wow, this is amazing. Wow, this is amazing that you did it by your own hand. Or you did it by some man-made scheme that you read in some book. Now, there's nothing wrong with getting... I feel like I always have to make disclaimers on, on every side. But there's nothing wrong with getting information and using that information. But we take everything to God. Because it worked for someone else doesn't mean it's, it's, it's profitable for us. So... 
He says, my, don't say my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he Amen. who gives you the power to get wealth. That word power means, it literally means he gives you the strength or the ability or the grace. It also means work. Yes. It means he's giving yes. you the ability to work. Right. Yeah. That's good. And so uh, we also have to understand that being a minister of finance doesn't involve lazy boy faith. Kick back in, the, in Papaw's lazy boy chair that had big, big, big puffy cushions. Papaw's lazy boy always had big puffy cushions. <laughs> and so anyway, I got to get back on track here. But this, this will involve him taking your hands and prospering whatever you put your hands to do. Say, Lord, I offer you my hands. I offer you my life today in business, in the marketplace. I offer that to you and do with me something. That is, that's taking on this mantle as a minister of finance unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Because that's who you're doing it to. So if you understand that, I don't care. Not that I don't care, but it doesn't matter what field, industry that you're in, whether it's on a down. A, 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 a down economy trend. None of that stuff matters. It doesn't even matter. God, God can do anything with anybody that yields their life to him. So don't say, well, you know, the economy and so the industry that I'm in is slow. That doesn't matter. None of that matters. What matters is Will you yield yourself as a minister of finance unto the Lord to take on the grace, to take on the anointing by faith? Because that grace and anointing is by faith. It's by faith that we receive the things of God. Said you shall remember the Lord your God is he who gives you the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant. You heard Pastor Justin say the first time that God showed his glory was through wealth. Don't you think that in the end of the end days with the, the, uh, us needing to reach the ends of the earth, that it's going to take money. It's going to take money. If I'm one that has taken on a, a mantle of being a minister of finance, and that's where my heart is to be able to help take the gospel to the ends of the earth so we can all go home because this world is not our home. We are foreigners. We are sojourners in the earth. Our home, there's a, there's a place that's waiting for you that is going to be, that it's going to, can I, can I use the, the phrase blow your mind? But until the gospel is preached to the ends of the earth, we await the sound of that trumpet. Well, I tell you, people that can really speed that process up are people that are ministers of finance. And that's who God's going to use. If, you're, if you have a heart for God, if you have a heart for God, you have a heart for people. Because God loves people. That people are the heart of God. I'm preaching better than you saying amen this morning. He loved us so much that he gave Jesus. So you are the heart of God. 
The person that is, is nasty to you at work still is the heart of God. Because he's trying to reach them. So don't be offended by their nastiness. Because once, once you get the devil off of them and get Jesus in them, everybody changes. He, Jesus changes everybody. So I want to talk to this morning or this afternoon now about, I'm, a, I'm just going to be real short because I want to give the mic to, to some of you to share testimonies. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 4, in the Passion Translation, it says this. Well, let me, let me just turn there personally because I, I want to read to you a couple of things that he says prior to that. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Beloved ones, we must tell you about the grace God poured upon the churches uh, of Macedonia. For even during a season of severe difficulty, tremendous suffering, extreme poverty, their superabundant joy overflowed into an act of extravagant generosity. For I can ver verify they spontaneously gave, not only according to their means, but far beyond what they could afford. And here's where I want to begin today. They actually begged us. I'm reading out the passion. They actually begged us for the privilege of sharing in this ministry of giving. They begged us to be able to share in this ministry of giving. Giving is a ministry. So you don't even need to go get a 501c3 to have a ministry. You can keep your S Corp, your LLC, your sole proprietorship, and what other, what other else corporations there are, and have a ministry. They actually begged us for the privilege of sharing in this ministry of giving to God's holy people who are living in poverty. I just recently had lunch with someone, and um, after lunch, I had a check I had to cash. And uh, this check was, or the bank was right next to where we had lunch, so I went over to the bank and cashed the check. And while they, that person waited in the car, and when I came outside, as soon as I stepped outside the door, the Lord said to me, I want you to take... Uh, a portion of this cash check and give to this person. And I said, um, okay, and he told me the amount. And the amount doesn't matter. The obedience matters. And so I did according to what the Lord had told me. And <laughs> oh gosh. this person started uh, just praising God, like praising God. So much praising God, like, oh, man. They couldn't even say anything. They just kept praising God. And they kept praising God. Like, it was, it was getting awkward, you know? <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm driving now. It's like, they keep praising God. I wait for them to say something, and they keep praising God. I said, do I praise God with them? Praise God. Like, when people go, when people go well, praise God. You compliment them. Oh, man, that's a nice dress. Praise God. Like, should we praise God right now? I mean, you said praise God, so should we praise him? Right. Anyway. 
so I, so I, 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 uh, I just sat there and I was, I was just letting the Lord, you know, he just couldn't talk. This person couldn't talk. And then they said, we didn't have enough money for, for the kids for Christmas. And so this was money for the kids for Christmas, for their kids. That is a ministry of giving. And that is something that a, a minister of finance, that becomes part of their lifestyle. And it's become such a joy that, and then what happens is, is, is God's not going to owe no man anything. Right. That's right. Now, I didn't give wow. to this person because, well, I'm going to get the hundredfold harvest on that. Mm. Can't wait for that hundredfold. No. I gave to that person out of love for God and obedience unto God and love for humanity. That's my motive. And so, well, I went back and, and I, just, I just shared it with someone else because it touched me. Well, the person I shared it with said, you know, the Lord spoke to me uh, two weeks ago at that time, you know, when all this transpired. The Lord spoke to me two weeks ago to give that same amount to that person, the amount that I had given. So there's one person that God had spoken to that, for whatever reason, didn't immediately obey. And uh, it wasn't my intention in sharing the testimony to, it just happened to come up, in, you know, in conversation, things like that. Uh, I, don't, I don't go around saying, oh, look, the Lord just used me in mighty ways. And No, we don't do that. But in sharing that testimony, it reminded them that they didn't give. So after that, they gave. They gave. So this person got doubly blessed. Yeah, double. And it could have been that God was going to do that anyway. But it is a ministry of giving. And now some kids are going to have a good Christmas. Um. Last Sunday, when I did the offering, I don't know if y'all remember, but I talked about the open hand of God, how God's always got something in his hand. He doesn't come empty-handed when he opens his hand. That's the, that's the gist of what I was saying. And so when I was in prayer, well, let me, let me do the first part first. So I brought Kenny up. And uh, I said to Kenny, first of all, this isn't your money. Because I said that so that he knew it wasn't his money. <laughs> so I brought him up and then I talked about the open hand and how this, God's got something in his hand. And then I said, now I want you to be led of the Holy Spirit in who or maybe it's several somebody's or who to give this money to. Well, he, I didn't see what happened. I walked over here, began to, began to talk over here. And so I didn't see what was happening down that aisle. I get a call on Tuesday, and it's Kenny. And uh, he says, hey, dude. He says, you want to hear a testimony? Like, yeah. 
He goes, uh, you, know, you know that money you gave me? He said, you said be led by the Holy Spirit, right? Yes. He said, as soon as he turned, and I walked, and he turned, he said, the, the anointing of God came on him, and he went straight for this girl that was on the aisle and gave her all the money. Well, he had gotten a call from the dad, or he had called the dad, asked him what that was, because he knew he had obeyed God. So two people obeying God in this instance, two people. And the girl shared that she was believing God to be able to give the largest tithe that she had, that she had given ever. And so this money to her produced the largest tithe that she would now give to the church. In addition to that, she was believing God for a iPad for school. Well, uh, when she told her dad, her dad said, well, how much is it? She, she said the amount. And her dad said, well, that won't quite cover the iPad you want, so I'll cover the rest. Well, when she went back and counted her money, it was $100 more than what she thought she had, which covered the iPad that she wanted. She didn't have to settle for the lower end. She wanted the, the, the one that she wanted, the, the nice one. And so it, it did two things. It answered her prayer on two different fronts. So then the dad came to me and said, did you know about this? I said, because I, when Kenny called and, and he's, he's fired up, you know, because when, when, you're, when you're obedient to God, yeah. sometimes you don't know. Yeah. Like... You walk away and you go, well, I don't know. I, I thought, I think I was obedient, but you don't see the fruit, you know. But in this case, he was able to find out what that obedience produced in someone's life. So he calls me and he's telling me about this, about this, while everything that happened. I said, well, let me tell you my side. When I got up that morning and I was in prayer, I saw myself in a, in a vision, if you want to call it, with my hand open and that cash in my hand and calling Kenny up and giving that money to Kenny and tell him to be led by the Holy Spirit and who he gave to. So when I got to church that morning, I saw Terry, uh, his wife, come in. My first question to Terry was, guess what? Is Kenny here? Because of what I had seen in prayer. Because there's been times where I've seen things in prayer of of words I was supposed to give or hands being laid on and that person doesn't show up because it was their choice. So in, in their choice, they missed the plan of God for, that, for them for that day. And that, that to me is always sad. We won't dwell there. But um, so anyway, I'm sharing that with Kenny and with the dad. So all this came together because... Because God was speaking to someone to speak to someone else to give to someone else. God wants to use us in the ministry of giving. That is why he has called us ministers of finance. In the next uh, chapter, it says in the Passion, uh, chapter 9, verse 12, the priestly ministry you are providing through your offering not only supplies what is lacking for God's people, it inspires an outpouring of praises and thanksgiving to God himself. Right. So this girl 
Although thankful to Kenny for being obedient, this, this person that was in my car, although thankful to me for my obedience, ultimately both were thankful to God. So it gave God the, the glory in what those people were believing for in their life. Yeah. It, it produced thanksgiving. It produced praise unto God through the ministry of giving. And this verse calls it a priestly ministry. That means it is a high value to God. That God looks at that just like he would look at uh, an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a pastor, a teacher, all of those gifts have their place and their part. But God looks at the person that comes and cleans the restroom as the same level because they're giving unto God what he's put in them and they're giving back unto the Lord as unto him. And so when we get to heaven, <laughs> I won't get off on this too long, but when we get to heaven, the things that we're judged for are the motives in which we do things. Right. You know, did I have, did I, was, I, was I cheerful? Yeah. Did, I, did I do this as unto the Lord or was I trying to get recognition from men in doing it? I would hate to be, one of my biggest fears, if you could say it like that, is to stand in front of Jesus and Jesus go, Nope, this is burned up. This, is, this work's burned up. This work's burned up. I didn't tell you to do this. Uh, you did this to, to please this person. You did that for a pat on the back. That, to me, would be a sad day. So I want to keep my heart right as unto the Lord. Because it's Him. It's Him. It's Him that's given us the power to get wealth, it's, it's all from him. Now, it's been my choice. It's been my choice to walk in the principles of the Bible, to apply them to my business. We choose that. No, I'm going to believe God. That's my choice. I'm going to believe God. And I'm going to believe his word. We make a choice. Faith is a choice that we make. And so when we do that and we apply the principles of war, why would we be surprised? Although <laughs> God's a God of surprises. Yeah. But these are the things that, I'm, that we're expecting in our life yeah. because we're doing the things that God said that if we do, he, he promises these things. So it calls it a priestly ministry to be a minister of finance. So uh, let me just sum up uh, when, when David and his men, you remember when they came back and all the women, children, everybody had been taken and they came back from battle and they're all gone. And so they pursued them. Well, in their pursuit, there was about, say they had an army of 400. There was 200 of them in their pursuit that were weary and worn because they had already been in battle. And they, that they left at the camp. And so they say they left 200. Well, 200 of them went on and finished the battle and got back all the women, all the children. Watch this. The Bible says that they recovered all. And they not only recovered their stuff, but they brought back all the enemy stuff. And God said, 
about that, that that was David's spoils, is what he calls it. So when they get back to the camp of the other 200, the 200 that went to that particular battle said, well, we're not sharing the spoils with these others. And let me paraphrase what David said. Does it really matter if, we, if you are the sender or the one being sent? We're all brothers in Christ and we all share in the same rewards. So I learned this uh, when I uh, you would send my father-in-law for years. He was going to Ukraine and Russia and he would go almost sometimes 10 times in a year to Ukraine and Russia, even in the, the farthest uh, region of Siberia. And so uh, those trips would cost, you know, X amount of dollars. And so uh, when I got this as a young man, where the Lord's blessing me, so I want to send the man of God and that I would take part in everything that he put his hand to do across the world. And so that's, that's where my heart was. And so when he would come back and say, oh, yeah, we had miracles. There, there, there's 100 babies that have been born because he laid his hands on them in the name of Jesus where the, the couple couldn't have babies. So much so that when he would go back the next year, they would call him Grandpa <laughs> because a baby had been born nine months later. And so we, there, when I get to heaven... There are at least a hundred people that will be in heaven that had not the man of God been sent with the finances to be able to go on. No finances, no trip. No trip, no baby. And so I, I learned it. So he would come back and it's like when you come back from a, a two-week trip and you've, you've done services, all this, and people ask you how to go... Oh, it was great. And that's a lot of times all you get. You know, it was great. It's like, how do you sum it all up? You know, unless you're journaling every day. You know, you want me to pull out my journal and read it to you? So that's, that's kind of, so it wasn't until I was actually able to go where I learned this firsthand. And this trip in particular was uh, in Russia and uh, there, was a, there was a word of knowledge about a big toe being healed. There was a word of knowledge about an ear opening. And um, so the service gets, and some other things. And so the service gets over, and these people start coming up. And uh, in Russian, they're, through our interpreter, telling us what happened. When you said, there's an ear being opened, my ear popped. Boom. And then this other guy, it was a guy who came up and said, yeah, that was my big toe. Like, who cares about a big toe? God! God cares about a big toe. And if you think that a big toe isn't important, stump it. Stump your big toe. And see how important it is. I mean, the big toe's the one that gets things started. That's right. So then this other, this other girl comes up, and Nikki was on this trip with me. This other girl comes up, and, she's, and she's, she's dragging her leg like this with a cane, dragging her leg like this. 
young girl. And she had done so much drugs that it fried her brain and caused her uh, to be somewhat immobile. And so uh, we gather around, Nikki, myself, her, her dad, we lay hands on this girl in the name of Jesus and prayed the prayer. And so he says, come on, let's walk. So she grabs my elbow, grabs his on the other. So we're on both sides of her walking and she's dragging, dragging her foot, dragging her foot. And on the third step, Nikki's out in front as we're, we're all walking toward Nikki and I'm here, her dad's here, she's in the middle, dragging one, two. On the third step, she picks her leg up like this, her leg straightens out and lands perfectly on the ground. And then she takes another step and another perfect step and another perfect step. And Nikki's like, oh, oh, oh. She starts putting her hand over her mouth. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Because it's like you, can you believe what's happening right in front of your eyes? And, and uh, well, anyway, she, she pushes me out of the way because she wants to walk on her own now. Pushes her dad out of the way. She's walking back and forth. Next thing you know, she's walking up the aisle. She's out the door. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. We're supposed to get a picture here. Like, we're supposed, we got we to chronicle this so we can go back to our church and we can tell them that this is the kind of stuff that when they give, that this is the kind of things that are happening and that they have a part. They have a part just as much as the person that went and laid the hands because if they're not sent, then how will they ever hear if they're not sent? That is a minister. I'm telling you, that changed that girl's life forever. Forever changed her life. And that's what the anointing to do in a moment. You just need one that's anointed that is sent by God. And sent by the people. So I want to give you five things and then we'll wrap up. Ministers of finance, number one. Ministers of finance have the conviction or belief that money is not eternal, but can be used for eternal purposes. Money is not eternal, but can be used for eternal purposes. So when someone, someone is sending someone else and that person that is sent, there are salvations. So that impacts the kingdom of God. Their eternal destination is changed forever. And so, so that's the same. Now I'm, I'm talking about missions now. Now I'm going I'm to switch over and talk about, that's the same thing with uh, this this building out here is not the church. You're the church. You're the church. And so when there's a new building that goes up for God's glory in this neighborhood where they're building all around and this new building that brings glory to God and people that come in that building and their lives are forever changed, like forever, eternally changed. You take part in that. If you've been in the ministry of giving, or as a minister of finance. So number one, your money can be used for eternal purposes. Number two, 
ministers of finance, they are fully dedicated to the Lord and his work in the earth. And that's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 5. It says that they exceeded our expectations by first dedicating themselves fully to the Lord and then to us. So you dedicate yourself to God and then to the people that uh, you are under their care. Number three, they display a level of generosity that can stir others to do the same. And uh, the verse is, again, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. This is verse 8. I'm not saying this as though I were issuing an order, but to stir you to greater love by mentioning the enthusiasm of, you know, those that gave. So your, your giving will, will cause a stir in other people that will impact the body. Another supporting verse for that is, is found in uh, chapter 9. They display a level of generosity that can stir others. Chapter 9, verse 12 says, the, the priestly ministry you are providing through your offering not only supplies what is lacking for God's people, it inspires an outpouring of praise and thanksgiving. So it causes people to be thankful. It stirs them up. Number four, through their giving, they worship God. So everything we're doing is unto God. Uh, the ministry of giving and the ministers of finance is uh, a worship just like lifting your hands, singing a song. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 11. You should finish what you started. You were so eager in your intentions to give. So go do it. Finish this act of worship according to your ability to give. So you are worshiping God through your giving. Number five. They spontaneously give and they also prepare to give. They spontaneously give and they prepare to give. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 3. It says that, for I can verify that they spontaneously gave, not only according to their means, but far above what they could afford. And then in chapter 9, verse 2, it says, for I already know that you are that you are on board and eager to help. I keep boasting to the churches about your passion to give, telling them that the believers of Corinth, that the believers of heritage have been preparing to give for a year. So they spontaneously gave and they prepared to give, which, which means that they even made life choices so that giving became a priority in their life. So they... They move stuff around in their life and rework their priorities so that they could prepare to give. I'm not taking an offering, by the way. I'm not receiving an offering today. But I'm just telling you, these are characteristics of the ministers of finance. So that's all found in, in mostly 2 Corinthians chapter 8. So number one, money can be eternal. Number two, you're fully dedicated to the Lord and his work in the earth. Number three, you display a level of generosity that can stir others and to do the same. Number four, uh, they view giving as an act of worship. And number five, they spontaneously give and they prepare to give. Amen. 
Father, thank you, Lord, for the insights of what it, what it means to have a ministry of giving, to be a minister of finance. And Lord, I just pray a blessing on every business. And Lord, as we are advancing in 2024 and our highest expectations, as we are progressing, advancing, we declare, Lord, according to your word, that that also means that our businesses are advancing, that our businesses are progressing. We thank you for new clients. We thank you for an increase, Lord, in business. Lord, we thank you, Father God, for an increase in finances, for an increase in profitability, yes. profitable, the most profitable clients, the most profitable business, Lord, the most profitable ideas, Lord, the right people that, that you bring to us that, that help us move forward, that help us progress, that help us advance. And we come against any scheme or tactic of the enemy. We say no weapon formed against Everyone here will prosper in the name of Jesus, Lord, that because they are your righteousness, Father, and we thank you for it, and we give you praise in Jesus' name, amen. Betty, I'm going to ask you to share uh, your testimony of what God's done in your life and business over the last year. Well, <laughs> I tell you, these meetings... Um, <clears throat> Sometimes I get emotional, so hold on. <laughs> um, these meetings have really done a great job. Um, I was in business for myself. I owned a gym called Better Bodies by Betty. I owned it for 40 years. And I wasn't ready to give it up because I love people. And I helped them to become whoever they wanted to become. And people would come in, whether they were going through a divorce, whether they lost a loved one, whether they had medical issues. Whatever the reason was, I knew God was going to give me what they needed. And I loved it. And it allowed me to see people become who they were supposed to be, right in front of my eyes. So when the Lord told me uh, to give up the gym, I said, well, I'm not ready to, and I don't want to. <laughs> and so I didn't listen, to be honest with you at first, because that's all I ever knew. I was in it for 40 something years. I didn't know what else to do. I can manage, I can say, I can do it all. So I didn't know what else to do. I thought, okay. So as time went on, it got a little bit tougher, a little bit tougher. And I said, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? And he said, I told you what to do two years ago. I said, well, I didn't like that answer, but okay, I'll be obedient. And I wasn't obedient in the beginning. So from that time forward, I went to Estee Lauder, worked at Dillard's for a couple of years, uh, loved people there. It was all about people in the gym, all about people at Estee Lauder but they work you so many hours, Lord said, time's up. And I thought, oh my goodness, I'm not used to being unstable. I'm used to stability. And so I left there and went to the finance industry. Didn't know a thing about finance <laughs> as far as the stock market goes. And so I thought, okay, well, I can do all things through Christ, right? Who strengthens me? I got this. So I had to learn. 
Yesterday, December the 1st, we celebrated 10 years in the financial industry. Just in the last three years, I started really understanding the stock market, what it was like for people to have their 401k, and they had, some people have $2 million in their 401k, and they don't know what to do with it when when they leave. But God knew that I would take good care of them. But I thought, okay, Lord, I've been on my own independently for 40 years. I'm not used to working for something, somebody else. And I'm like, what am I doing? So when Eric and Nikki started these classes of the kingdom builders, I've gone to every single one. I have not missed these meetings. And what it's done is that... I guess I allowed my biblical principles to sway away from me because of personal reasons, because there was a lot of things that I went through. But you, sir, has brought it back. And it was all... (laughs) Okay. It was all things that I already knew that I was supposed to be doing, but I let them go to the wayside. But with Eric and Nikki, it's allowed me to bring back all the base, all the biblical principles that we're supposed to be doing already. And I thank y'all for that. And you know what? We can do anything and all things through Christ. And we're not done. The future is ours. Everything that Eric and Pastor Jerry and Pastor Justin has been preaching on is that God's waiting on us. And it's time to stand up and take it and do what we're supposed to do as we're, as we're being taught. So I thank you guys and I love y'all. Amen. The thing is too, uh, you know, you can lead a beautiful lady to water, but you can't make them drink. But she chose to drink. Notice I didn't use the other term. But she she chose to drink. In fact, I think it was one of the first meetings. uh, We had some scripture confessions called Abundant Life Confessions. Is that what they're called? Or is it Prosperity? Abundant Life. There's Prosperity ones too, though. But she has been faithful to speak those scriptures over herself, over over her business. And that's what's made the difference is her willingness to apply that uh, confession of faith, which is what was talked about today. I could get off on that. but So you've been, you've been faithful to those things. Amen. Uh, so we, uh, we have several things that we do, but our main business is a construction company we own. Um, <clears throat> I'll give you a little backstory. Back in 2015, I think it was, right before we came to Heritage, we were basically on the brink of bankruptcy. That was kind of our next phone call, trying to figure out what to do. Um, and then we got the revelation of, of you know, tithing. And um, <clears throat> shortly after that, we came to Heritage, and we started, you know, started out small. We started tithing and learning the principles and putting the principles of, of sowing and, and receiving into in play. And um, we watched God just slowly you know as eric 
personally has taught me it's it's steps of progression, small steps of progression. He's slowly brought us from, you know, literally nowhere else to go, nothing else to do, you know, about to lose everything to um, a place where we can, you know, continue giving and start giving more and more and more. And through the business, we've seen him just, you know, to the point where we've sowed, you know, obviously money, we've sowed employment to people who we didn't have jobs for. Um, we've sowed vehicles, we've sowed, you know, you name it, we've sowed it. Um, and it's come to the point where recently we, the Lord led us to a new property um, for our business that we are purchasing. And uh, we found out the other day that the moment we close, the property is double in value of what we're paying for it. And so it's just, you know, but it was all, everything was the principle of sowing and reaping. But I've... We sowed it because we believed that God was telling us to sow it. That's, we, that's why we sowed it, right? But I, I would be remiss in saying that it, it's not just the sowing that causes the harvest. It's, you have to take all of the principles of the Bible. We also have to be in love. We have to walk in love with ourselves, with other people. We have to stay in faith. We have to do all the things. You know, we can't just sow a seed and expect it to bring a harvest without rightly dividing the rest of the word. And so, yeah. Hi, my name's Alicia. Um, I'll kind of give you a little backstory. Um, when I was eight years old, I was being raised in an amazing home and being raised in an Assembly of God church. And my dad was diagnosed with um, a, a back disease, and the doctor said that he would be in a wheelchair by the time he was 30. And in that church sat a couple that handed my dad a grocery bag full of Copeland, Hagen, and Jerry Savelle cassettes. And that bag of cassettes changed the way that I was being raised from that day forward because my dad got a hold of that. Um, and so no longer was I being raised in just a good Christian home. I was being raised in a faith home. And those tools um, taught me so much. I'm so thankful for my roots and for those, for those tools that I had in my toolbox. And my dad went on to pastor and, I mean, like I said, just amazing roots. And seven years ago, I started my own business. I own a travel agency. And um, at that time, living in Virginia, I moved here to Texas in 2021. And um, I drive here from Louisville, Texas. So I drive about 45 minutes. But I know the importance of getting this every week and just the importance of these meetings. Um, and it was about a year and a half into my business that I realized that if I was really going to move forward, that I needed to, to use those tools. It's one thing to have a toolbox full of tools. It's another thing to know how to use them. And um, just like Pastor Justin said this morning, you get what you expect. And I wrote down what I expected in my business. And I faithfully, for five years now, I declare it takes me about 25, 30 minutes to get through the things that I declare over my business every day. But I could tell you testimony after testimony after testimony. And the very first... Um, Kingdom Builders event that I came to, and you guys handed out those scriptures, I just added a lot of that, integrated into what I already was speaking over my business. Was some of that stuff happening at the time? No. But I continued to speak it. I continued to declare it. Just like 
Betty, just like you said, and it's just, it's amazing what, what God can do in a short amount of time. Praise God for that. My name is Carolyn Maker, and I'm relatively new at the church. I have a business uh, that I've had for a number of years that the Lord, the Holy Spirit, inspired uh, for me to do. It's a ministry dealing with children. And uh, as a confirmation, I noticed today at, the, at this table, some of the ladies were speaking about their children, how sometimes our children do bad things. The ministry the Lord gave me is called Peanuts the Lion Company. It is about a, um, a little stuffed animal who is part lion and part peanut. And he goes around trying to teach children it's not good to bully. And uh, I have been working on this uh, business for a number of years, probably 25, 30 years. And here of late, I have not been able to move forward because I don't know if you're, any of you are familiar with AI, artificial intelligence. Um, they had a strike uh, with the um, uh, uh, people, the writer, people that write uh, movies or whatever in Hollywood against uh, AI because they, they, they were afraid they were taking away their jobs. Now, why am I saying that? I'm saying that because instead of being, using our God-given human creative minds, they have this AI that creates stories and things. You don't have to think anymore. And this is what I'm dealing with right now. I have stories already written, but my daughter showed me how, Mom, let me do this for you. I can have a story written for you. Like right now, you can publish this story. And I have published a book that was inspired by me. And it's with Barnes & Noble, teaching children not to bully. I go to schools, civic organizations, anyone that would listen that have children, uh, daycares, what have you, um, to teach them is not okay. And just to tell you about this little character, he represents Jesus Christ. And the scripture says, he who wins souls must be wise. I don't tell the people that that little character <laughs> represents Jesus Christ because my goal is to get these, teach these kids so they can grow up to know about the right and wrong. They get to know the truth through Peanuts the Lion. And uh, like I said, I have a book out and it's uh, with Barnes and Noble and I'm thankful. And uh, I, I wanna uh, admit to you that I have never heard of Minister of Finance. I've never heard that term before. And basically, when I started this, this uh, ministry that God gave me, I didn't uh, ask for money. I didn't, because most of the people, or the children that I was dealing with were underprivileged. They didn't have money. So I, everything I did with it, I put the money in to make it go. So somehow I've got to incorporate what you said. <laughs> into this ministry. Amen. And I'm looking forward to do Amen. that. And God will show you how. Anybody else? Hi, everybody. I'm LaToya. Um, so I just love this group. First of all, I was telling somebody, and I think they thought I was joking, but I come because I get to eat without my kids being around. <laughs> and, and I just love it. <laughs> and... But I really, I really love, you know, the fellowship with people of like mind. I love you guys. And 
when I first started Main Dish Salad Company Restaurant, um, I was worried. First of all, I, I was like, I don't really have the money. I don't have the resources. The Lord gave me enough money, literally, to open the place, get build it out, and, and all that. But that was it. So I'm like, Lord, I don't know about this. I'm not from Texas. We're from Chicago. So there's no family and friends here. And so I'm like, so who's going to come to this restaurant, right? It's nowhere near my church, so all my church people can't even come, right? So I'm like, okay. So he just told me one day, he said, he said, you worry about the people. I'll worry about bringing you the people. I'll bring you the people. You... You feed them, but not just food. He says, you do what I put in you to do, and I'll bring you the people. So I just had to relax. There were days I would sit there for hours and hours, no customers. Well, anyway, you know, coming to this meeting is just inspiring because we all have to start somewhere. And when you can hear those stories, um, I was here, and I don't remember the guy's name, but anyway, he spoke about how his company was acquired and, you know, and that was just mind-blowing. And it got me to thinking because sometimes we, we're not thinking as big as God would have us to think, right? Right. And so then he got me to thinking bigger. And then so um, about, you know, what's my end game with this business, you know? And, and then I went to another conference, and that's what it focused on. So it all came together, and God was just giving me confirmation about that. But with that being said, our first, the first year we were open... We were only open for um, from July to the end of the year, and we made a certain amount of money. By June of this year, we had already surpassed that, um, and and you know, and and we we're not where we want to be, but God has done just that. He brings the people, and if you read our reviews, and this is no glory to me or testament to me, people always talk about my spirit and what they encounter when they come in and that really means everything to me so the money you know great it's coming but you know you know when we're being obedient and we are touching people that God needs us to touch it just means so much and it's very it's so fulfilling so you know thank you for this yeah. because um we as believers have so many different facets to us and this this church just feeds us all and i just love you guys so much yeah. Yeah. That, you know that reminds me because because you consider food a product yeah. i mean it is people are purchasing it's tangible one i i would pray over my products that every every coach every player that touches these will come to know the presence of the lord so you just made me think of that just now that people caught, catch your spirit well you put anointing on that food not only best taste in food they've ever had, but you know they can have an encounter with God over food. Google and that is not easy nobody ever gets on there and complains but I'm sure I've messed some stuff up right but it's the you know it's the spirit in which they receive and it's and it's just like it's reflected in that so I just you know God is good and he's way ahead of us and I'm just you know it's the faith factor right. honestly it's, it's nothing nothing better uh, my name is Danny I started my company in 1988 
um, by 2001, I'd stepped out of full-time employment so that I could be a youth pastor and work my own hours. Um, every word that has come out of this house since I've been here in the beginning that I've grabbed by faith and walked out has came to pass. Everyone, whether it's given to me personally or corporately, the ones I did not grab by faith and walk with, they didn't happen for me. But everyone that I took hold of in this year, the year of the maximum, my company will made more money than it has in the history of my company. Um, and I have to give it credit to God for that. And not me. Many years ago, I took credit for what God had done in the business, and it almost destroyed it. And I learned real quickly that it's not me, it's him. And I give glory to him for it. Wow. A couple more, and then we got to wrap this. Anybody? Hi, my name is Sydney, and this is my second, our second meeting of coming. And we do have a ministry, Mopley Family Ministry, but ours is, we were thinking, I was thinking that this business luncheon was like a, a business network where you network with people. Um, because our desire is to find um, different ministries that we can partner with that we can help support you. Because just like you said, you know, we don't have to go on the field to actually do the work, but we sure can plant seeds. And so the Lord has blessed us, and we look for ways to invest and give and help and, and all of that. So I like to hear about everybody's company. That's good so that we can know, starting in 2024, how many companies we can hook up with. Not yours, but how many companies we can. <laughs> you out. <laughs> <laughs> One more? Oh, he's got to speak for himself now. Lord help us. Testing one, two. Okay. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. My name is Henry. Oh, I don't need this. I'm good. Oh, my name is Henry. And I have, um, we have, <laughs> we have a few businesses that we like to thank God for. We have uh, Destined for Purpose, which is uh, a prison ministry. It deals with uh, kids that are from what age, 16, 17, 18, that have, go to jail and then they come out and you know, most of the time when they come out, what do they do? They go back to doing the same things that they used to do. So we have developed a program where when they come out, they come to us and we teach them how to be better young men. Because most of the time they go in 16, but they're not 16. They're 14 in their minds. You know, so you have to go back and give them the encouragement that they need and the education that they need so that they don't go back to doing what they were doing before. Okay, that's one business. Now, we have a, another business, which is Stop for Jesus Christ, which are T-shirts that, you know, have different phrases on them. And you don't know what people are going through when they're going through the supermarket or when they're walking down the street. And they just happen to look up and they see these phrases and they're like, wow, that must have been meant for me. It was meant for you. You know, the, the Lord speaks to everybody in different ways. So you, you want to help it as much as you can because it not only promotes 
what I'm doing, but it promotes what he's doing and what he's trying to do. Okay, now, the third business is I have a vending machine business. I have multiple locations all over the Metroplex. I did that because of my regular job, which is cybersecurity, which takes a lot out of my brain during the day. So I just wanted to do that just to get out the house so that I can just relax. And the vending machines is what you're talking about, like different foods, you know, snacks and, and potato chips and stuff like that. But Yes, all that stuff, all that stuff. But what, what you made a good point. You made a good point of praying over your food before. So I'm going to start praying over all of that stuff before I put it out. So when it does go out, it goes out to them the way that they, they're supposed to get it. And, you know, for those people that are having those issues, who knows? You never know what could happen. You know, yeah. they could eat it and all of a sudden it could change their lives. I'm not, I'm not saying that in a negative way, but always in a positive way. You know, okay, that's and good. And give them time too to minister to people who are actually there, like the owners and stuff and people. He actually does ministering work for the Lord as well. <laughs> yeah. And listen, when they when they touch that bag of Doritos, and you prayed over that bag of Doritos, the anointing of God rests on it. It's that there's no expiration to God's anointing. So as soon as, as soon as they touch it, demons go. Okay, and, and my testimony is because I give of myself and my skills as far as if anybody needs a car worked on, I don't pay for it. I offer it to anyone that needs it, like brakes or anything. It's just a way of, for me to have a skill that God gave me to give it back to other people. You know what I mean? And um, yesterday is a prime example of that. I went to uh, get a new battery yesterday for my car because my battery was going dead. And when I walked in there and I gave him the battery, I was like, you know, here's the new battery that I want. He said, oh, don't worry about it. That's, you can have that. That's a new battery for you. And I'm like, he was just like, that's for you. And it was like 6 o'clock in the morning and I was asking the Lord. I was like, you know, I know I got to go get this battery. I know it's going to be like 200 and something dollars. You know, I had that right here and I was like, okay. I walk in, and the first thing he says is, don't worry about it. It's on me. So, and then today, me coming to the meeting, I was like, okay, I got to go to my car and get the $10. Somebody walked up, don't worry about it. I got you. So he's letting me know that I'm, I'm on the right path to do what he's, supposed to, what he's asking me to do. So the only thing I can do is just keep doing what I'm doing and paying it forward and paying it forward and letting them know it's not me. It's the Lord that's, you know, letting me know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do to help you out. So some minister of finance financed you being here today. Man. I usually try to get y'all out of here by 2 o'clock. It's 2.11. Church went a little longer today. So is everybody good? I'd like to, I'd like to uh, Nikki and I would like to pray for you for 2024 it was in our hearts uh as we were talking about this and what i'd like to do is uh to have everybody go around make a line and come come down through this way like this and we'll lay hands on you and then you're uh, you can walk on out the door if you want from there but uh this, just so you know, <clears throat> so uh, just, just so that you, you have your faith where our faith is, so that we're in agreement, okay? 2024, 
the year of advancing, progressing, listen, and your highest expectations being fulfilled. Advancing, progressing, promotion was another one that was added. And your highest expectations being filled. Just make a line right over here and walk through this way. So that's where our faith is as we uh, lay hands on you by direction of the Holy Spirit this morning and believe with you by the anointing of God that that anointing is going to produce in your life and give you a kickstart to 2024. Amen? Do you agree with that? So when, when you come through and we lay hands on you, you say out of your mouth, I receive it. Because you're receiving, God has, uh, God has blessed us. There's anointing on us for kingdom finances, for increase, uh, even, even uh, anointing imparted from Dr. Savell to us. So get your believing at a high level. Believe big for 2024. Expect much. Expect much. And begin to begin to behave like a minister of finance. And here's one thing I need to address before we start. You may say, well, when I have X amount of dollars, then I'll give. No. You start like do what Steve said. There's progression. You might only have a dollar. Now, my, my uh, mindset as a minister of finance is that if, I don't, if I'm not carrying cash, then I'm not prepared to give. You can always say, hey, I'd like to give to you. What's your Venmo? It just doesn't quite have the same effect. So if you're able to stick a dollar or $5 in your pocket for the day and say, you know what, I'm, as a minister of finance today, I'm going to f- find someone that the Lord directs me to give this $5 to. It doesn't even matter if that person needs it or not. What matters is your obedience to do what God says. Give God something to work with. Whether it's a dollar, five dollars, a hundred dollars, several hundred dollars, whatever, several thousand dollars, whatever it is, and be prepared. Roberts used to always say, there's a miracle coming toward you every day. You know what I mean? And sometimes that's a generosity deal. You know, if there's a need someone has, you're their miracle. You're their miracle. You're their miracle coming toward them every day. But as you are obedient to do what God asks you to do on their behalf to be their miracle, you reap what you sow. So there's a miracle coming your way. And as a minister of finance, you minister finance. <laughs> Just like a minister of healing ministers healing. Like a minister, that, that same root word is administer. Like a nurse administers medicine. Ministers of finance, you minister finance. You administer finance. And that's healing to some. You know, I told Eric um, this morning when we started, you know, talking more about what today was going to be. It, the... God was faithful to remind me, Acts 10, 38, that Jesus went about doing good and healing all. And finances can heal things. Money can heal disorders in other people's lives. Lack is a disorder. You know what I mean? And you are ministers of finance. And God will always give seed to sowers. Amen? 
We can go from needing a miracle to being someone's miracle. That's amazing to me. Amen. That's progressing and advancing. All right. So when you come through, just remember, I receive it. We're going to be praying uh, increase new clients, new bit, greater business, increase new clients, greater business.